0: Welcome back to the Bearing Fruit Podcast. It has been a minute. It has been quite a while. If this is your first time jumping on the podcast, hello, my name is Rochelle and I am the host of the Bearing Fruit Podcast. You guys, it has been quite a, quite a second. Um, hi, my dog is also here to say hello and welcome back. Um, if yeah, if you don't know, I, I have taken a quite a break. I mean, I took a break in December of last year, mid-December, and wasn't anticipating for it to be this long of a break, but um, the Lord just wasn't ready for me to come back on. And here we are, mid Feb, I mean almost March, and yeah, we are back into the game, and I'm so excited, you guys. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped for the year and what God has in store for this podcast. Um, like I said, if you are new This podcast is a faith-based podcast, and we talk about all things Jesus, all things about the gospel, and what um, God calls us to be as, you know, and who God calls us to be as Christians, Um, and yeah, everybody is welcome, and I hope this is a safe space for you. I hope that you get something out of this episode, and I'm just excited for the Holy Spirit to move in this room. Oh my gosh, I also just sounded like a cow when I said that. But thank you so much for joining. Thank you for wanting to tune in. I am so excited and I hope you guys have been well. Um, 2024 has been quite a year so far, um, but I'm so excited to see how God moves and um, just uses all things for his glory because that is how our God works. He uses the bad and turns it into the good and then we give him glory for that. So he is quite he's quite the god. Um, but yeah, if we're jumping straight into this episode, this episode is actually, actually, I want to I scale back a little bit. I have been planning a couple episodes for 2024 at the start of this year, kind of hoping that I'll jump back in to podcasting sooner than I thought. Um, clearly not. I was actually hoping I would start end of Jan, um, and the, and like latest the first week of Feb um, so I was ready to go with this episode and this topic and yeah it just the Lord just didn't call me into it straight away and so I prayed about it of course and here we are and so I'm really really excited to talk about this topic and I think I also know why the Lord wanted me to wait on sharing this because I feel like the, the ways that I'm going to, basically, basically, the topic is obviously, or today's episode is going to be based around falling in love with Jesus in 2024 and how you can implement that into your daily lives, because I know it can be really hard um, to build on an intimate relationship with an unknown, not an unknown, unseen God, um, like to the naked eye, obviously. So um, it's something that a lot of believers and non-believers, I mean, if you're interested in the faith, um struggle with. So this episode is just me sharing some ways in which you can fall in love with Jesus. And I say the reason why I feel like God wanted me to wait is because I also think he wanted me to implement what I'm about to suggest or recommend. And I think that's so beautiful that he allowed space for me to do that um, because I also don't want to be someone who preaches but doesn't practice what I preach. So yeah, Jesus really, really does work his miracles and, and his ways are higher than mine. And um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for today's episode. And look, this episode is not, um, it doesn't single out people who are long-term believers or who have been um, in an intimate relationship with Christ for a long time. Like this episode is for everyone and anyone. And I really hope even if doesn't matter if you've been following Christ for two years or 10 years or three three months um it doesn't really matter i just hope you get something out of this episode and yeah let's get straight into it all right so what i feel like i'm going to share with you guys is basically a few things that i've been trying out or started um doing more regularly that i found has really worked in my personal relationship so this is what has worked in my relationship with Jesus and like I said, not everything will work for everybody and a lot of people are just going to have to figure out in their own way what works for them and what doesn't work for them. But also I'm here to suggest because not, it's not often that you get to find out about these new ways of building a relationship with Jesus. So that is what this episode is about. Also, I'm going to be sharing my version of 75 Hard, which is the Falling in Love with Jesus edition. Um, I will put up an Instagram post on the Bearing for Pod Instagram page, um, like an actual visual post of the 75 Hard challenge. Um, But I'll also explain it in this video towards the end of the episode. So um, stay tuned for that because I'm really excited to... Yeah, share that with you guys. I created the 75 Heart Challenge in the hopes that it will build and build on and create a more intimate relationship with Jesus for those who don't have that or those who just want to build on it um, and expand and grow in their relationship. So anyway, we'll get to that when we get to that. But to fall in love with Jesus, you need to really know him and I think with coming into Christianity um, a lot of people can be turned off by the idea of Christianity and the idea of God um, because of what they've experienced personally like for example church hurt or what they've been exposed to um, that has not truly come from the Lord and also with all the quote-unquote rules and regulations and laws and everything so I can definitely see why there's a like you can get like quite distasteful when it comes to following Jesus. Um, but when you can become quite distasteful, in my opinion, it is because you truly don't know Jesus. Um, it's what you know of him, but you don't know him on a personal level because to know Jesus is to love him so much. And I want to say for as long as I've been a devout follower, which hasn't been that long, a couple years, um, Half my time in following Jesus, I didn't really know him. I knew of him, I studied what he had practiced and what he had preached, but I didn't really have quite an intimate relationship with him. And I don't know, maybe it was the way you know I was raised or in the church that I was brought up in, but there wasn't, it was more religious, right? It wasn't like there was a religion, but there was. There, was, there wasn't much of a relationship, and I didn't know how to have one, didn't realize I could even have one. Um, so intimately or personally, you know, I saw him as God and someone I had to worship, but didn't see him as my best friend. Um, and I think that's where a lot of Christians can turn back on their faith, or unbelievers um, completely just say, yeah, this is not for me, um, because... It doesn't become personal and intimate, then it becomes like you're following a religion. And following Jesus is not religious in any way. So, I definitely think to get to know Jesus is to love Him, and for that, you need to get to know Him. And the best way I would suggest to get to know Him is obviously through His Word. I have done an episode in the past about ways to strengthen your relationship with Jesus, and I've listed some ways that have really helped me. Um, And that has been pivotal in getting to know Jesus because getting to know Him is getting to know the Word and what He spoke about. Um, But there's also been, you know, podcasts that I've listened to who have shared Jesus in a different light. Um, And you know, sermons that I've listened to who've shared the gospel in a different light. Um, Obviously, the gospel is the gospel. There's no changing that. But it's been, I think it's the delivery and the execution that changes the trajectory of your relationship with Christ. And so it became more of a loving relationship than a law-abiding relationship for me. And so I feel like that's a totally different episode is getting to know him, but To get to know him, obviously, is to love him. And this episode is ways that you can fall straight into that pit of love. Um, So you can fall straight into loving Jesus. And that's what I want to share in this episode. So some of these um, examples is what has worked for me in the last couple of months, especially because the last couple of months have been quite different to what I've experienced in the last year or so. And that's not to say like my relationship has changed in a negative way but it's definitely made me more like it's definitely tested me more and through those testing periods is where my love for him has just uh substantially increased um and so because of the the things that i'm about to suggest and recommend um i've definitely seen a difference and definitely like i'm just head over heels like for jesus like i i I don't think – I mean, I've thought about this in a in a way where when I go about my day and there's been probably an extended period of my day where I haven't thought about Jesus, I feel sick to my stomach. And it's not because I'm like, oh, gosh, God's going to – you know, I haven't, I haven't spoken to him and God's going to hate me. No, 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 no. It doesn't come from that point of view. It comes from the point of view where like, have I just lived the last three hours of my life without like – communicating with him like that I feel sick. Sometimes I truly feel like oh that felt so empty and like no wonder I was quite like pissed off or you know it truly feels like I can't I can't explain it but it truly feels like an empty feeling. Like not rich at all, not fruitful at all. I don't know how to explain it but I truly believe we were created with a void not purposefully but as humans when we were fallen short we we had and have always had a void in our lives and that void the only thing that can fill that void is jesus and that's why people often try and you know attempt worldly desires to fill that void and it just doesn't work out and so when you find jesus you truly do fill that void and so to get to my point is that's what i feel like when i don't spend when i don't constantly talk to him is that void is back open again not to say you know when i'm not in community communion with him he just leaves and he's not in my life but it i just don't feel connected and i'm sure this goes for personal and um worldly relationships obviously of this world you know you go without talking to your best friend or your partner or someone you talk to 24 7 for a couple of hours and you're like oh I haven't filled them in on what's just happened in the last five hours of my day like I need to tell them and it kind of makes you feel I don't know maybe this is just me but it just makes me feel like uh I've just been doing all of that without like them being inclusive of what's just happened I don't know anyway I'm going on a bit of a tangent but truly that's what it feels like when I don't spend enough time with the Lord and so this year, I've implemented a few things, which <laughs> I will get into right now. Um, one of which is praying over other people. Um, now, you're probably like, how does that make you fall in love with Jesus more? Praying over other people? And don't get me wrong, I always, and I'm <laughs> not saying this in like an arrogant way. I, I, I mean this in the most humble way, but I always include people, other people, other people's prayers in my prayer. Um, it's always been a thing. And it's always how we were raised um but this year i've intentionally started asking people how i can pray for them um and what i can pray for them about and when they do say i'm going through x y and z i i make it a point to say oh well I'll, i'm gonna pray for you and not like a passing and a put putting like in passing of like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to pray for you. Like, I'll be praying for you. Like, no, I'm, I'm going to make it a point to pray for you. And that has truly changed my life because when I've shifted the focus off of my issues, off of my needs, off of my wants, off of my life and shifted it to, Lord, I lift this person up in prayer because they're going through X, Y, and Z or they need X, Y, and Z to happen in their life it has truly made me so much more connected with the Lord because I feel like we're on one team. I feel like we're on the same team when I pray for someone that I love or someone that I know of because we both want the same thing, right? We both want a miracle out of this. We both want an answered prayer. And I feel like it's like, my partner like my partner in crime and i were like yes we're we're going to advocate for this we're going to pray and intercede for this person and it's so beautiful to see how your relationship with jesus changes personally because it becomes less about you and more about the people that you serve and it truly is such a testament to the character of jesus himself if you look through the bible if you look through the gospel how jesus was so selfless and His mission was to preach and heal and, and he was just of service to so many people who needed him. And it it truly makes me feel like I I need to do more of that because it, it, I I can imitate Christ's humility in that, you know, there's a chapter in the Bible in, in, I don't know what chapter, but it's one, one of the books Paul wrote, Paul wrote and, um, The whole chapter is dedicated to imitating Christ's humility. And that is what I want to become like. I want to become like Jesus. I want to become more like Jesus. And to do that, I need to remove myself out of the equation sometimes. It's not always about me. Believe it or not, it's not always about you. And so i truly have to shift the focus and be like okay who can i pray for because it's although my desires my needs are so important and, and still valid it's not taking away from that but it's the moment i start to pray over someone else which when i first started trialing that and i started to pray over other people my worries and concerns kind of just dissipated into thin air like uh, like and I mean in a way where obviously they still existed but it was it was not on the forefront of my mind anymore. I didn't worry or I wasn't anxious about anything because I was purposefully interceding for people in my life that I really wanted for a miracle to you know be showcased. And so it truly changed again my relationship with Jesus because it made me become a team with him and what better way to just be in communion with him than to become a team so praying over others is one i truly recommend um something i've tried doing is i'll just usually message different people throughout the days or like not throughout the days but throughout the weeks um, of how i can pray for them or if i'm having an intimate relationship or sorry intimate conversation with someone and you know something that they're evidently struggling with or something that they've shared is kind of of concern for them i will make it a point to not hide away from the fact that i will pray for them like sometimes i'll in my head i'll be like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna pray over this for this person but i won't make it a point to say it to them that i'll pray for them and sometimes that's what you need to hear like if i'm sharing a concern i I want someone to tell me i'm gonna pray for you about that like i want that and so why wouldn't i do the same so you know, I've, I've made it a point sometimes to say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you for whatever it is that you're going through. And it's been so beautiful because when I say that it also, God holds me accountable to that. And when I'm, you know, in my time with him, I, I, the Holy Spirit reveals in that, um, that, um, promise of what I made to that person of, I am praying for you. And so the Holy Spirit it on my heart to pray for that person and it's so beautiful how jesus works but it's 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 truly incredible so i highly encourage you um if there's anyone in your life um and you don't have to be someone of great faith what is jesus tells us we just need a faith the size of a mustard seed so if that faith is the size of a mustard seed then you most definitely have the ability and capability and power and authority to pray over anyone and everyone so truly use that to your advantage and see how jesus works in your life because it's quite crazy um and i should warn you you'll be in for a wild ride um and also it opens you up to people just asking you to pray for them without even you having to ask them like it makes you that person of like I can go to this person because they will pray for me like I have people like that in my life because they've said they'll pray for me. I now go to them and i and I, I can ask them without any fear of judgment like I truly it's so beautiful anyway it's so beautiful how jesus works and Yeah, we're definitely called to intercede for other people in need and who need, you know, who need more hands and um, prayers lifted up. So yeah, praying for other people, 10 out of 10, recommend. Okay, I'm going to quickly get through this because I think it's going to be a very long episode because I still have uh, a lot more to share. But another thing I've tried in 2024, and it is thanks to my girl Emma, um, is a prayer room, and you can call it what you want—prayer closet, prayer room, war room, whatever it is. But something I implemented this year with no intention of doing, by the way. Like I, I really never in my, you know, in the years that I followed Jesus, had an intention of creating a prayer room. Ended up creating a prayer room for 2024, and it's not like I have this walk-in wardrobe or like this spacious amount of closet space, I truly, it's like a standard size. And when the idea of, you know, um, my friend and I, I like, kind of just saying like, we should do that. And God was like, yeah, you should do that. And I'm like, hold on, I don't have much space to create a prayer room of some sort of prayer, prayer closet or whatever it is. And he was like, make space, you know, make space. If you can make space for your clothes in there, you can make space for me. And so, it was quite tumbling, really. Um, I had to do a whole shift around with my closet. And thankfully, thankfully, in this house, there is a bit more space um, for my clothes anyway. So I feel like it was truly God ordained, like he knew that this was going to happen. So got a little extra closet space for me. But um, yeah, he, he made me create space for him and I had to. And I did it, and it is the most, you guys. I can't explain to you why the heck did I not do this sooner. It is the most beautiful and Holy Spirit ordained thing, like ever, ever. I've never experienced anything like it. My prayer room is my, like, my safe space. I thought my bedroom was, but it is on another level, and I don't know. I'm just. Every time I go in there, I, f- I feel the rush of the Holy Spirit and not once have I walked out of there without like a dry eye ever. My face is like soaking wet. I'm like sobbing. Um, I've always encountered the Holy Spirit every time I've walked in there. And that's not to say it's limited to that space, but every time that fail, the Holy Spirit moves in there. And it's just on the, the level, like I, I truly recommend if there is a tiny bit of space that you can accommodate for a prayer room and pray about it as well like don't just take my word for it really pray about it if this is what the lord wants to do in your life um but if there is space anywhere in your home that you feel like is comfortable is safe is private make sure it's private because it's between you and the lord not between you and the other people that live in the home um and that you feel like you can work with truly make it a space for something like that and what was so fun is my girl and and my girl emma and i we just went shopping for the the prayer room and we got cute little you know things to make the prayer room more you know appealing to look at as well um post-it notes pens highlighters whiteboards, colorful things to put in there. Um, we got some fairy lights, you know, just make it a little bit more comfy blanket, a you know, um, what's it called? A cushion. Um, and we just made it really like comfy. Like I I truly just made it my own space and, um, got some Bible verses, printed them out, laminated them. All my prayer requests are in there. So of all the requests my friends family anyone that has requested a prayer i add it on there um it's just such a beautiful way to share time with the lord and i spend i try and spend time in there outside of my jesus time so i have my own personal time in the in the morning with the lord and that's me reading the bible and you know having coffee and you know truly just spending time with the lord but then when i go in there i'm going in there to fight that space is for me to fight. I'm not going in there to just dilly dally. I, I, you know, my phone is on do not disturb. It, I'm going in there <laughs> to fight. So I truly make it a sacred space. It's so tiny. So you're kind of uncomfortable already. So it's not somewhere you can just sit there and just, you know, stare into space. Like you truly are going in there for a purpose. And so every time I get in there, I'm, I, I'm, blasting worship music and I'm interceding and the holy spirit always manifests himself in there it's just the most beautiful experience that I'm just like oh my gosh if this is how i feel on earth like what does heaven feel like like i it the, the joy the the overwhelming feeling of just um, peace is is on a next level another level and and so i truly recommend if you have the means to create a prayer room for yourself um like i said don't take my word for it truly pray about it because it's not something that oh and there we go the feature of all the birds um it's truly not something that i ever ever had the desire to do i have heard about prayer rooms i always thought they were really sweet and always thought you know one day maybe i want to have like a huge closet space or like a spare basement i can i'll do that Never did I think God would use the tiniest amount of space and, and would humble me to say, no, I'm asking you to do this. And so, yeah, I truly, it was it's so special. I love it so much in there. And make it personalized, make it cute, make it inviting. There's so many videos on TikTok and YouTube that you can search of what, um, you know, for some inspiration. But yeah, definitely prayer room is something that has created a, a new level of bond with me and Jesus, because when we go in there, we're fighting and it's like, and and I'm talking about fighting, we're talking about spiritual wars. And so, yeah, it's just beautiful. And my relationship with him just has grown immensely since doing that, because I've been able to experience him on another level. And he's also showcased and, and, and poured out his strength on me on another level. So I truly feel stronger since creating that room because I, like i said it go in there and we're fighting and it's just beautiful okay next one i spoke about it really briefly just briefly touched on it earlier on in the episode but um just the bible like getting into the word you guys the bible is the way like i don't understand how we can miss out on such a huge aspect of our lives people try and understand god this is the thing atheists people, and, and credit where well, credit is due, P- atheists who read the Bible, good on you, um, to understand God. But people who try to understand God without reading His Word, you're foolish. It's foolish. And it's foolish to try and understand religion and it's foolish to try and understand Jesus when you haven't read the book, the Word. And I... Like I, I, I don't understand how people have, I mean, one, it's one thing to have questions once you've read and gotten into his word and you're actively in his word. And then it's another to have questions, but to then to completely dishonor his name because you don't know Jesus and you are challenging him and his, and his way of living but you also haven't read his word and his way of living. So it's like you truly don't understand. You're just you're just talking for the sake of talking. Like when I when I read his word, I am able to understand Jesus on another level. And I'm I hope this goes for everybody. You know, I hope this is not just limited to me. Um and, and I know it's not, but when you read the Bible, I hope you're able to understand the character of the Lord way more. Um obviously jesus in the new testament but to understand him is to be able to fall in love with him you can't i mean how are you supposed to fall in love with someone that you don't know and to know him is to read his word um i remember there was a sermon that our um one of our no our church held a christmas carol what's called event um last year and we had his grace bishop Murray emmanuel speak um at that event which was such a blessing i have heard all about him and he's an incredible bishop and follower of christ and an incredible speaker um and i heard he, he was there that day and when he spoke his what his message was to get in the word and what he said was so true and he said that the bible is the manual written by the manufacturer and since he said that that's always stuck in my head and it's so true you're trying to understand the manufacturer which is god in this case but you're not reading the manual and you're just trying to go by life without reading the manual like how are you supposed to know how to get by without reading the manual i mean how are you supposed to when when you when you buy a piece of furniture, the manufacturer has written up a manual for you to s- follow step by step a, a step by step guide book of how to build X Y and Z, and you follow that to the T because you don't want to mess up, you don't want to make a mistake, you don't want to put the wrong screw in the wrong hole, and you don't want to you know have it upside down when you finish building it. You want to follow it step by step, and the manufacturer has done it so that it's so easy and so um just so plain and simple but he's done it in a way where only he knows how to build this thing so he knows exactly the tools you need the the method you need he knows exactly how to go by building this because he created this and so in the same way the lord is our manufacturer okay he created this world and our lives and he knows exactly what we need to get by and what he has instructed us is in the manual but people throw out the manual chuck it out and think oh i know how to go by life i know how to build this i don't need the manual and then when something happens in between when we mess up we slip up something happens we struggle we struggle and we're like, I, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what to do. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know what the right thing is. I don't know what God would say. Where's the manual? You've chucked it out. Where is it? You need to get into the word to know the word. You need to get into the word to know God. You need to get into the word to fall in love with Jesus because you can't, you, you can't base it purely on a relationship because you don't know him then. You don't know what his word says. And so often I thought getting into the Bible is, I mean, it's important, but not that important. Like, you know, and little did I know, like how important scripture was because it it became more than just stories I read or grew up listening to. It became my life. Like every single thing I have wanted to know the answer to or felt like, how do I, how do I go by this? Or how do I, navigate this i've been humbled by the fact that the bible has been there this whole time and i just haven't chosen to read it why because i don't understand it or it doesn't apply to my generation or it doesn't apply to my life like no it this manual has been there for years and for years to come will continue to be there for years to come and so it's written in a way where it doesn't just apply to a specific generation it applies for the rest of the world, like it applies for the rest of the, you know, until Jesus comes back, it applies, it applies to you, it applies to me, no matter what our circumstances are, no matter, you know, who, who's reading it, the word is the word, and it's been the best manual to live by for me, and before actually getting into the word, it was a list of people's names that I didn't know how to pronounce, it was a list of stories that you know, I grew up listening to. It was a list of miracles that I feel like is so impossible. And it just felt like a storybook. That's what it felt like. And to fall in love with Jesus, I I was quickly humbled to realize I needed what he said. And what he said is in that book and what I need to live by is in that book. And so to read through it has been, I I don't know how else to say it, but it's, it's, and I don't mean this in like, (laughs) I don't mean this in a um in a weird way, but it's been supernatural. Okay, it's been like having a superpower, knowing that the word of God is here in my hands and I'm able to go to it no matter what it is I'm struggling with. How? How does that make sense? And it does because it is that is a beautiful gift from God and I think people just forget that your your life it's not individualized or or, um, foreign or unique, you know, to the fact that God can't help you or there's nothing in the word for you that applies to you. There is, I mean, everything you need is in that word. Obviously, there are answers to questions that we have and probably will never, never be answered until we, we see Jesus again. And that is fine. But there are also so many, like, when I started getting into podcasts and and listening to preachers and really discerning what was from God and what was not from God what I saw or what was able what helped me to differentiate and what I was able to do was I was able to differentiate people from from the true preachers of Christ by how often they based their preaching on the Bible how often was it supported by the word was it biblically supported was it um backed up by the word like and that was the quickest way for me to discern who were the true preachers of christ because obviously there's a lot of people that will come in the name of god and um will say that they are you know followers and and will preach the wrong kind of gospel and and there are so many scriptures in the bible that tells us to be on guard for things like that um and so as my faith grew I realized people who weren't backing it up with the bible I I couldn't stand firm on what they were saying because it 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 was like uh, based on what you know I, I truly believe the bible is your source and oh, I don't know. I don't know how else to explain it, but it, it is the guy that you need to get through this life. It, truly the best thing you'll ever read. Um, and in my 75 hard edition of Falling in Love with Jesus, I will um, explain more on how we can get into the word. But yeah, reading his word has been the best thing that's ever happened. Okay. I'm going to uh very briefly very briefly share one more um and we're gonna move on to my edition of 75 hard because there's actually a few more things I wanted to share but I don't want this episode to be too long so and it's already 36 minutes beautiful okay we're gonna get into it. The very last thing and I've and I've shared this multiple times before but it is um having images of Jesus ingrained in your brain that is so specific to you and Jesus helps you fall in love with Jesus. Let me dissect that a little. Um, earlier on in my relationship with Christ, I mentioned I saw Jesus as God. I mean, I still do. Um, but I saw him as this sacred being, which he still is. But I saw him as someone that I could not build an, a relationship with, a personal relationship. I thought... He's God and and I need to worship him and he's up there and I need to be on my best behavior and he he, he can't know um, that I'm a sinful person. Like, he's up there. I, I Like, I hold him to this great high standard and that was it. That was as far as my relationship went with him. And obviously, that's not quite a relationship. I mean, not really at all. Um, That was just my perception of him. But once I realized my relationship, needed to be more intimate something that helped me fall in love with jesus is having specific images of me and jesus in my mind and so i've shared about this specific image on my podcast before but every time and i've also shared this with a few of my friends and i've really encouraged them to also have these images and it's truly helped but every time i'm going through something say I don't know. Something's happened in my life and I'm, uh, I'm I'm broken. I'm helpless. I don't know what to do. I'm sobbing. I'm I'm crying. I'm I'm distraught and inconsolable. The image that I correlate with that every single time now is an image that I have of Jesus and I. We are sitting under a tree in a like a barren land piece of land that there's absolutely no one it's just grass and it's this one huge tree and it's me and him under the tree and he literally is just cuddling me and I and I have my head on his chest and he's consoling me that is the image I have every time I'm in, in, in tears, in distraught, inconsolable. That is the image I've run to. And it is the most beautiful image in my mind because every time he meets me in my sadness, I'm reminded that I'm not alone. And it makes me fall in love with him so much more because he is truly my best friend. And the fact that he meets me in my sadness every time is so beautiful. And so I would highly encourage if you're a visual person, and and this could be solely because I'm just so a visual learner but something that has truly helped me is to have images of him ingrained in my head of just him and i of how we could be doing life together in my prayer room i've also included photos of jesus and little children the innocence and the purity and the pure gentleness that jesus has towards these little children and i picture myself as a child because i am a child and the fact that he cares so much for me and so you know, there's images of him cuddling children and there's images of him running around, you know, with, with animals or there's images of him, you know, pulling Peter out of the water. And it's those images that have truly helped me move forward with my relationship with him because it's so intimate and personal and nobody else can have that but you and him. Nobody else can have that but you and him. I think another image I've had constantly has just been, um, you know, him and I holding hands, walking in a garden. Like it is the most comforting thing to know that what I'm thinking is what is actually happening because he's real God. He's an alive God. And to have something so gentle and pure and just so precious makes your relationship so much more special. It's, it's during the times where you and your best friend are – Going through a hard time and you're, you know, you're trying to get through it. You want to remember the times that you had the best times of your life. And so to have those memories, of course, there's no tangible memories that you can have with you and Jesus until we actually meet him again in heaven. But up until then, create those beautiful images. You know, maybe even ask the Holy Spirit to create them for you if you don't know how to go about it. Because Whenever I'm going through it, you guys, I'm always crying and I'm always, my eyes are closed and oh my like, God, I just need you to just appear before me and to have images of him and I, I mean, there are so many more images. I just truly can't think of any because I think it's very Holy Spirit um, directed and driven that it truly happens in the moment. But when it does, it is the most comforting thing because I truly feel like Jesus right there. I mean he is right there but it's an image of just him and i and it's so beautiful and he truly meets us where we are which is he's just perfect okay we are getting to now the 75 heart challenge um again i probably wanted to go in a little bit more detail in each of these but i'm gonna whiz through them as quick as possible there are five different challenges on the 75 heart edition um of falling in love with jesus and here we go. I'm ready. And um, like I said, don't be alarmed if you cannot think of all of these things. I will put it on a post. Um, I've created an Instagram post, which I'll post um, on my podcast Instagram page, which is Bearing Fruit Pod. Um, so yeah, follow me on there and you can you can have a read on there as well. But I'm going to go through them. Uh, actually, I'll go through them one, one by one, because then I can also explain and we don't have to be too confused but the first one like i mentioned earlier in the episode is to read the bible now this specifically in this challenge specifically however i have um labeled it as read one chapter of the gospel each day now why do i think reading the gospel is so important it is because it is the true um like it's the teaching and the true um scripture of the life of jesus and and you know how he lived his life and what he preached and and what he taught and the gospel is matthew mark luke and john um and you can find that those are the first matthew mark luke john yeah first four books of the new testament and reading the gospel is truly so intimate i i share i tell this to everyone as well to to, truly know jesus is to also read his words and there's something so beautiful about reading the very words of jesus on the bible i mean what's more perfect than that is reading exactly what he had said like that makes me feel like i'm there and so to to know jesus again is to know what he has taught to know him is to Fall in love with him and his word and his teaching. And so, to read the gospel, I truly recommend um, studying it as well. I have shared on here again, but I will share it again. Um, to use a commentary app when you read the gospel, because again, it can be quite confusing um, if you don't really know the Bible in that way. So, I recommend the app Enduring Word, um, and it's uh, a great commentary and study app um, to study the Bible. And so it takes you chapter by chapter, verse by verse in what the gospel is sharing and what the, I mean, what the Bible is talking about. So 75 challenge is read one chapter of the gospel each day. Um, I actually did not calculate this, but I hope it's true within the four books of the gospel. I hope there are 75 chapters. If not, then one sub chapter is also fine. But reading a sub or chapter of the gospel each day, you guys, it will be life-changing because you get to read the very words of Jesus, you get to understand him, and you get to truly fall in love with him in, a, in a such a personal way because, I mean, you're reading the very words of Jesus. Like, what more can you want? Okay, number two, spend time with the Lord outdoors once a day. So this is vital, and, and what I mean by this is you can go on a, prayer walk or you can sit outside and talk to God or you can read the Bible outdoors but going outside there is something so uh, beautiful and natural about being in the presence of God outdoors because of the very creation that is outdoors and the nature and being in the midst of that his creation and and Praising him and talking to him during that, there is just something. There is just something about it. I I can't put my finger on it, but there is just something about being in the midst of his creation and and talking to him that truly just gets you, gets you goosebumps. Um, every time I am outdoors or I see a sunset and I am outdoors, or you know, there is just something so spiritual about it. Um, so I truly recommend if you pray every day to spend once a day outdoors, um, praying, or if you do read the Bible to read it outdoors and, um, and, and why I'm highlighting the importance of sitting outdoors is again, that there's something so beautiful about being in the midst of his creation, hearing the birds sing, seeing, you know, the sunset or, um, you know, feeling the very cold air and the, 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 the nature just, being in the midst of creation is so beautiful and not I'm not talking about man-made creation, I'm talking about creation from the Lord and, and what he created and it's so perfect. Like if I could sit outdoors every single day, I mean I, I mean I, I can. I don't know why I'm saying that, but I can. But if you know, if you can sit indoors and pray, you can also sit outdoors and pray because outdoors something moves something moves out there and i and i truly believe it and also yeah going on prayer walks like if you go on a walk every day that's great um but i also invite you to invite jesus on that walk have a chat with him while you're going on a walk tell him what's happening in your day tell him how you slept last night tell him what you're looking forward to this week just chat to him like he's your best friend so doing something outdoors with him uh is also something i recommend number three is play at least one worship song before you go on social media in the morning each day. Um, I don't know why I wrote this, but obviously I did for a reason. And something I've done for a while now, actually, is before I have my Jesus time in the morning, I will not go on social media. I'll go on my phone for the sake of turning my alarm off or um, if there is Any, if there are any time sensitive messages, like if I have work later that day, and managers asking me for something like that, it's truly time sensitive. I'll reply, but I also won't go on social media, and I also will not reply to texts until I've had my Jesus time. So sometimes, if I'm replying like later in the day, it's because I haven't had my Jesus time just yet. Um, so that is something I've, I've I've made a point to, and something I would like to add to that is to play a worship song in the morning. Now the reason why I'm just so obsessed with worship songs is because I truly feel like the Holy Spirit can move when there are praises and worship being sung and in the midst. And so if when you are waking up, the natural chemicals in your brain are being released, it's dopamine and it's, you know, it's all of these beautiful chemicals that are being released as your day is progressing. And you can add to that praises and worship to Jesus. I just wonder what, the space would be like i i I truly wonder what you can encounter in that moment because the holy spirit will will move your spirit your spirit will move the chemicals in your brain will just be transformed like i truly believe there is power in songs of praise and worship and i mean don't don't chemicals in our brain and our blood gets pumping when we listen to songs that we want to listen to on the radio and our favourite songs from favourite artists. Like we are in the mood to dance and rejoice and and have a good time. And I truly feel like it's the same way but it's our spirit that just moves and has a good time when it hears praises and worship. And um I'm just gonna close this window because actually no because I'm actually dying and here it's quite hot. Um sorry if you can hear any background noise but I truly wonder what this space will feel like the moment you wake up. Um, Put on a worship song and it could be your favorite one. And it could just be as you're making the bed in the morning or going to grab a coffee from downstairs or, um, you know, getting your space ready for your morning Jesus time. Or as you're getting ready, even like if you don't do Jesus time in the morning, because I know everyone does it at different times of the day. But if you do Jesus time in the evening and you're getting ready for the day for work, pop on worship music, like... Truly, before you do anything else, let your mind be filled with Jesus before you go on social media, before you do this, before you do that, because there is something about setting the tone for the day and doing it with Jesus that truly will just, it will make you have a great, a greater day. And I, I, if I'm wrong on that, you can hold me accountable to it, but I, I've seen it work in my life and the moment I have gone on social media before i've had my jesus time i it's just not been a good day so i recommend and encourage as part of the 75 hard challenge to play at least one worship song before you go on social media in the morning each day okay we're getting we're getting to the end we've only got two more challenges listed on here and the fourth one is asking one person at least each week how you can pray for them and earnestly interceding for them now i talked about this praying over others. I'm not going to expand on that. That's pretty self-explanatory. Something I want you to try in the next 75 days is asking at least one person each week how you can pray for them. Watch how the Lord moves in your heart. Watch how your heart posture changes. Watch how your priorities shift. Watch how God just moves in that space and uses you for his glory because you're going to be used as such a vessel and you, you need to be used in such a time as this. And so that is something I recommend is asking at least one person and don't be, don't be afraid to do it. Um, also pray before you do it because you may never know who God might truly want you to ask. So truly just pray before you do ask and, and say, Lord, I, I, I want to be able to pray for someone and please lead me and guide me to who that might be um, and help me to reach out to them and ask them how I can pray for them. And I'm so excited to see how God moves in that, in that space for you. Okay, very last one, uh, and we're almost wrapping up this episode, but the very last one is writing out one journal entry to Jesus each day. So basically, basically, what I, what the expectation of this uh, uh, challenge is, talking to him like your best friend and, and, and telling him anything and everything. So People love to journal, which is great, and people love to talk to their best friend and talk to their partners and talk to their family members about what they got up to in the day. Great. All the same things. All the same things I want you to do, but do it to Jesus. So truly just writing it to Jesus and just for him. Now, what the great thing about doing it just for Jesus, as opposed to friends, family, and your significant other, is that you can tell Jesus anything and everything, which, I mean, sure, you might have one or two people like that in your life that you can, t- you know, share the same things about. But with Jesus, he knows your heart. He knows you more than you know yourself, better than you know yourself. So if there are things that you're, you know, secretly struggling with, or you uh, don't really know if you want to tell people, or if you're going through it on your own, or if it's not that big of a deal, but it's actually a big of a deal to you, and you're kind of just battling it on your own, guess what? jesus already knows and so what i encourage you during this time is to write a letter to him write a letter to how you want to be able to talk to him um it can be half a page long it can be three pages long it can be oh i mean it truly does not matter but i i, I want to encourage you to get into the habit of talking to him like your best friend because the moment you i mean obviously you need to have reverence for the lord he is god but the moment you you see him more than just a religion and you see him as your best friend is when you truly start to develop a relationship with him and so i want you to be able to have that opportunity to experience him like your best friend because you guys i I don't know where i'd be without my best friend like i don't know where i'd be without him and he's filled all the voids of what i've ever wanted in in you know, like human desires, like what I've craved for in people, I get it with him. So I never have to crave it with other people anymore. And it's such a beautiful gift that I'm so glad I'm, I'm, I'm able to feel that now. And so it's what I recommend and highly suggest is just talking to him like your best friend. And and if you're not a writing person, which I'm going to just substitute it here and now, um, if you're not a writing person, which is fair. I mean, if you have so much to say, but you really can't even bother to write, um, I suggest maybe making a voice note on your phone. Um, do a little audio recording, obviously where you're private and you're, you know, you're comfortable. Do a little voice note and be like, "Hey Jesus, what's up? You know, today's been quite a hard day, and I and I don't know how to go about it. And this happened, and this person said this, and I did this. And best friend, you guys, he's your best friend. And and I'm uh, I can't imagine life without him. He's just the best. I love him, and that concludes today's episode. Quite an episode. It's actually oh my gosh, almost an hour long. Um, I'm five minutes off an hour, so I'm actually gonna conclude this episode in one minute. Let me speed round this really, really quickly. But thank you so much if you have stayed to this very end of the episode, you guys, you're a real one, honestly best friends i love you thank you so much for sticking around i'm so excited for what the Lord's about to do on this podcast for 2024 and if you are also keen on getting to know me and getting to know god and and doing it through this platform i highly recommend you follow the bearing fruit podcast um wherever you're listening to this episode on follow it on this page as well as the instagram page it is at bearing fruit pod and uh i upload every fortnight hopefully god willing and yeah i hope you guys enjoy this episode uh make sure you follow like do all the things and i will talk to you guys in two weeks see you later